Help us in our moments to uh, look at your word, see what the prophet is doing, and then understand his movements and learn from it. For all scriptures, for doctrine, reproof, and correction, instruction that the man of God may be thoroughly furnished into all good works. So may we learn some three significant lessons that we can take away from this storyline or to just be another story. In Jesus' name we pray. And all the saints said, amen, amen. Well, uh, as we uh, look at this uh, subject for this morning, we're talking about the whole idea of go there, go there. And uh, I, I thought that I would want to expand on that because I think a lot of times um, the Lord tells us to go somewhere and we're still arguing with him as to how hard it is and everything else when it's good just to follow instructions. Amen. So as we uh, open up, I uh, just uh, start defining the term. Um, read it with me together. The act of clearly hearing and understanding God's command and responding with no hesitation. <laughs> I want you to forgive someone. Well, go there. <laughs> you know? I want you to hang, I want you to study to show thyself approved to God, a workman that needs not be ashamed, writing the word, uh, dividing the words of truth. Then, then mark out a time, go there. there. There's no, there's not a place, there's not a time when we hesitate, when the Lord tells us to do something, do it. The angels do it, boom, you know. Uh, nature does it. The only ones that hesitate is the saints of God. Saved under grace, washed by the blood of the Lamb. He tell us to go there, and we're saying, are you sure? And show me a sign, and, and what if, and all these other things. And the Lord just simply says, go there. Well, as we uh, go this, let's, let's look at, uh, now, we look at the passage of Scripture, our starting passage of Scripture. Now, Elijah the Tispite of Tispite. In uh, Gilead said to Ahab, as the Lord, the God of Israel lives before whom I stand, there shall be neither dew nor rain these years except by my word. That's pretty tough, huh? And the word of the Lord came to him. Depart from here and turn eastward and hide yourself by the brook Cherit, which is east of the Jordan. You shall drink from the brook. And I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. So he went and did according to the word of the Lord. He went and lived by the brook of Cherith, and that is the east of the Jordan. He did exactly what he said, right? <laughs> That's why I said, go there, you know. <laughs> and we'll, we'll, we'll be break this out as we uh, go on here as we go through the passage of Scripture. So in our introduction, we have the awesome job of being revealers and robbers. I thought I'd just throw those words out there for a moment for believers. Uh, did you know that we, uh, we, we, we do two things? The first thing we do, we, are, um, we, we rob people. They said, my job is to rob you. Said, what do you mean rob me? You know, you mean a believer rob me? Yeah, I'm robbing you of any opportunity of, um, uh, of any uh, position of uh, saying I didn't hear it. I'm going to tell you the gospel, and I'm going to rob you of any opportunity of saying to, to the Lord, I didn't hear it, or, so I'm going to rob you of that opportunity. I'm going to tell you about Jesus. 
So anybody you see out there, you say, I'm, I'm going to rob them right now. You know? <laughs> I'm going to take away your excuse for saying, I didn't hear it. Okay? Because a lot of folks say, well, I didn't hear it. I didn't understand it. They said, that's why, my, that's, that's why I become a revealer. You see, I take from you like Robin, I take and then I give a little bit here too. So I, I turn around and then I give to you some very clear things of what God has to say. So we're robbers and revealers. Um, and so our actions will rob them of any excuses. And that's what it says about their salvation because no excuse will ever be able to match the grace, mercy, and provision that God has made. I don't care what their excuse is, it'll never match God's grace and mercy. So that's why when men stand before God, there is no excuse. No man will stand with an excuse before God. And those of you who are, are still uh, saying, well, I'm not interested in everything else, understand I'm robbing you of any excuse. If the Lord takes you today, you do not have any excuse. And God takes babies all the way up to the, those senior citizens where it's time for them to go. They've been around long enough, 125 years old. It's time for them to go, okay? So, I mean, it's, God takes everyone. Everyone, all must die. But there's, every one of us shouldn't die with an excuse. We have the responsibility to make sure that everyone without, uh, uh, within our realm of contact is exposed to the word of God. So here's our aim. Our aim is to challenge us to be uh, bold, obedient, and dependent on the Lord. Um, there are three lessons we can learn from this man and prophet of God. So we'll, we'll do the outline and just walk right on through it. Okay? Number one. The prophecy proclaimed. Number two, the protection and provision. And number three, the plan revealed. That's very simple. It's, it's, it's 24 verses. We had to put it in a very uh, a close nutshell, and we want to get you out of here in, in good time. But I still want to make sure that you get the idea. So let's move right into it. Let's start with the prophecy complaint, uh, proclaimed. And we saw that the now Elijah the Tishbite of Tishba and Gilead said to Ahab, As the Lord, the God of Israel, lives before whom I stand, there should be neither dew nor rain these years except by the word. Never hesitate to tell it like it is. One thing that if Elijah said, Listen, God has given us the position to always tell it like it is, to always do what? I don't care who they are. Guess who he's talking to? He's talking to the king. You don't talk to the king like this, okay? But he don't care whether it's the king or not, almost like the three Hebrew boys, you know? I don't care who you are. <laughs> this, is, this is what's going to happen. You're not going to have any rain, and the only way you're going to get rain is by me. You don't know who I am. I'm the king, uh-huh, and I'm a prophet. Now, now watch, watch this, watch this. You won't get any rain except I say so. <laughs> wow, now, now what's the king going to do? He busts the king out in his own chambers, <laughs> okay? Uh, so, number one, uh, with boldness. He did it with boldness. The next, with what? With courage. Do it with courage. 
The next, with truth. Whenever you're bold with the Lord, make sure that you, whenever you stand with the, for the Lord, be bold, have courage, and always stand on the truth. You don't have to embellish the truth. Just stand on the truth. The truth take care of itself. You don't have to dress it up. Just tell the truth, okay? Next, with the power of God. When you, when you proclaim, and when you say when you proclaim God's word, when you do it God's way, it has power to it. When, it, when you do it your way, you might carry an attitude with it. So then when you proclaim God's word, it can be very simple. Just say it. Just tell it. Just tell it. With what? With confidence in, with confidence in God. Then with what? What God is, is, is going to do. So be in confidence in what God will be doing here. Okay? That should be a two whole sentence there. Uh, so I think that's very important. Boldness, courage, truth, power of God, confidence, uh, what God was going to do. That's what he's saying here. It's no, it neither do. You're not going to get a drop at night. And it's not going to rain at all. I am your weatherman. I'm everything right now. And I'm telling you, you're not going to get it. And then he walks out on the king. Now, that's pretty bad. Uh, now, the king, of course, is not going to take this uh, sitting down. And the king, wants, no doubt, wants to kill him. But we want to um, do something, though. Um, the first thing is, the word of God is not a respecter of persons. And so, lesson one, because there's, there's three lessons that, I want, uh, that um, the prophet wants to teach us. Here's lesson one, okay? Speak boldly for God. What is it? He did it then, we can do it now. I don't care where you are. I don't care what you're doing. Don't come up with, a, uh, with an excuse as to why you're not speaking boldly for God. I'll ask you, why didn't you do it? Well, they look mean. Speak boldly to God. They look like they had an attitude. Speak boldly to God. I might get hurt up in here. Speak boldly to God. Remember to be absent from the body, be present with the Lord. Just speak. <laughs> <laughs> Speak boldly for God. If, if, you, if you, you can do that, you know. You know, a lot of things, is, you know, a lot of times it's not what the person did or the circumstance. We shut our own selves down. See? We, we, we're acting just like the Israelites who, who they saw the giants in the land and they decided, no, we need to go back to, we better go back to slavery. You're, you're dying in slavery. You're going to the land of milk and honey. But those giants there, we may as well go on back to slavery. You're, you're robbing yourself of a blessing when you don't obey God. So, so the lesson is speak boldly for God. And if I'm, if I'm not speaking boldly for God, don't blame the person. Just, just go to the mirror and just do a, a little evaluation. Why am I not speaking boldly to God? You know, even with a, even with a salesman, he got to believe what he's selling, doesn't he? If, I, if I'm selling uh, 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 one of these <laughs> vacuum cleaners, and they say, well, how good is it? Well, I don't know. I really haven't tried it in my house. but I'm 
your house was the first one I tried it with. You know? <laughs> and so, uh, man, use your electricity, and I'm hoping it's well, work real good. I'm trying to make a good sale here. But this, this vacuum cleaner would do all these. Let me, I have to read these, these notes here. This vacuum cleaner would do this, 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 this. Would you buy a vacuum cleaner from that individual? You would say, get out of my house. Because if you don't believe what you're saying, why should I believe it? If you don't stand firm, if you're not standing on the promises of God, then why are you telling me to stand on the promises of God? If I have not seen you trusting God through your storms, then why should I believe you telling me about my storms? You take the beam out of your eye first, see? Then you can help me. So he says, speak, speak, speak boldly. Okay, I, I think you got it. Uh, here's number two. Protection and provision. And so it says, and the word of the Lord came to him, depart from here and turn eastward and hide yourself by the book of Cherith, which is east of Jordan. You shall drink from the book, and I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. So he went. Now, have you noticed each time the Lord says, here's what I want you to do, and guess what? So he went. Each time, isn't it? God comes, says, this is what I need you to do. And then guess what? Then he did what God said. Oh, very simple. God tells you what to do. Then you do what he say, and you get the results. Very simple. Uh-huh, come on, tell, finish telling the stories I can get out of here. Listen, if no wonder we're in trouble. God keeps telling us what to do, and we don't do it. And then we want somebody to, now I want you to pray for me. First thing I want to ask you, did you do what God tell you to do? And I don't want to go to him. He's trying to get into all my business. No, I just, I just simply ask you a question. Did you do it? And so he went and did according to the, the word of the Lord. He went and lived by the book Cherith, that is the east of Jordan. Now, what would the Lord do? And the ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening. And he drank from the brook. So he had bread, meat, and water, you know. Uh, he, had, he had a catering service uh, through the whole process. You don't have to do a thing. Whenever you, go, whenever you go where God tells you to go, he'll supply your need when you get there. But the first thing, you have to go there. Okay. Don't ask for the details and you still over here. Let's see. He'll, he'll tell you what to do over here, but you have to go there in order for him to meet your needs. You, you got it? Now, now, each time the Lord, now this is, now he's building him up with something really big. He hasn't met Jezebel. He hasn't met the uh, 450 prophets of Baal and the other 400, which is 850 and all these other things. He's building up to all of that. But each time, number one, he obeys God. He goes where God tells him to go. God blesses him and keeps him, protects him, okay? And so the, the first thing he does, he's bold and he speaks God's word. The next time he goes to a place and God says, I want you to rest. I'll provide your needs. You don't have to speak. You don't have to do uh, anything. Just go there and I'll feed you for a while. Hey, isn't that something? God, God is good. And the same God that took care of him, will take care of us you don't need anything else you know what when the lord if god be for us what who can we what 
If God be for us, who can be against us? And the ravens brought him bread and meat. Now, I don't, I don't know where they got the bread, <laughs> you see. Because uh, think about it now. Where did they get the bread from? I don't know. And, and the meat, I don't know, you see. But the Lord, whatever it was, it was pure enough for him to eat and keep him alive. Okay. He didn't live in luxury or the man wouldn't want to leave there. Okay. God gave you enough to be comfortable. It's called being sufficient. My God should supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory. Even if he had to get ravens to do it, he'll take care of you. Then why are Christians stressed out about their circumstances? Look at what God is doing in this man's life. And don't you know that you have the Holy Spirit abiding in you? Don't you know you have the Godhead abiding in you? Don't you know that even if you can't pray that the Holy Spirit takes your prayers and lift them to the Lord? Don't you realize that any problems that you are confronted with that God will handle? And sometimes God tells you to speak boldly. And sometimes he just tells you, be still and know that I am God. And while you're in that stillness, I'll, I'll feed you. I'll, I'll take care of you. Just, just, just calm down. Some folks say, I'm wearing myself out for Jesus. Wait, show me. Show me in scriptures where it tells you you need to wear yourself out for Jesus. You're supposed to be diligent. You're supposed to be obedient. But there's, even the disciples, you know what he said to the disciples? Come aside and do what? Rest a while. There's a, there's a point even in ministry where the Lord says, just, just, just stop for a moment and take a breath. Take a deep breath. And that's what he's doing here with, with Elijah. God always takes care of his own and looks out for their best interest. And that's why we use Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your understanding, own understanding. And all your ways do what? And what would he do? He'll direct your path. He'll tell you exactly what to do. There should not be, listen carefully. I stand on this. There should not be Christian failures. If a Christian is a failure, don't blame it on God. Because what happens is God is the one who's directing. God puts his name on it, and God gets the glory. Now, how in the world did you fail? Now we have to go back and look. And there's something that people don't tell you, you see. Notice how clear God's instructions were to e Elijah. He told him where to hide. But couldn't God have wiped out the king? No, not the right time. Just go hide right now, okay? There's a time to run. He explained how he would provide for him. He did not tell him how long no, no further information was given. He said, go by the book. He didn't say, I'll keep you there for three, four months. He just, just go there. That, that's, that's what I like about, about the Lord. And, and I reflect back to, to my ministry, and I was talking to a, another ministry who, minister who's starting uh, uh, a church, and uh, he's, he's in a school right now, uh, and he's working off the near north side, and um, he's going through some of the things that I, I've been going through. And he's concerned about all of these things that's going to take place. And I, and I listened to him at, at our breakfast, and I said, I said, very interesting. And he says, is there anything that you guys can, can tell us? 
you know, tell me that I can kind of glean on. And, and I let them know I said, that the hope, bottom line, my God, all these years, has supplied my needs according to his riches and glory. I had the responsibility that when he told me, I went there. But make sure you hear God and not your own agenda. See? Uh, and that's why, uh, when, so when I heard God talk, when you get there, you never look back and you have no regrets. You, when you get there, God meets you all the way. And I heard the testimony of other, other pastors around the table and what they did and how God supplied the needs and everything else. Let me tell you something. When you get where you're supposed to be, God will meet you with all you need. Please keep that in mind. Notice how the prophet followed the Lord's instruction while saying the word. Lesson two. Read, let's read together. So the prophet, the prophet would say, listen, he said, out of this whole storyline, the first thing is be bold. Be bold in what you say. And then the next thing is relax. There should, there should be nothing stressing you out. Relax. Because, you know, when it says rejoice in the Lord always, it does not mean that you're always in a happy situation. But he tells you, relax, relax. The plan, number three, last one. That's pretty much the long, longest one, but just hang with me. And after a while, the book dried up. That means, okay, it's, it's time for you to move on now. And there was no rain in the land. There was a time that I knew it was time to, to leave the um, uh, university. The Lord started drying things up. Um, things started happening. Um, uh, some of the things they were kind of blaming on us. They sometimes had a hard time getting to the facilities. At one time it was cold in there, though some of you can remember, and other times it was dark in there. I mean, just everything was getting diff very difficult. And then the person, Lolita Gilbert, who had been the person that I little go between and, and the person I could talk to, um, they moved her out of there. There was a new sheriff in town. And then we had a fire in there. And guess what? When, when we tried to get back in, they said, nope. Then why are you trying to break down the door? The, the Lord's saying, it's, it's time to go. <laughs> this place has dried up. What, what part of dried up you don't understand? <laughs> if, if everything that you're supposed to have done, that the college ministry and, and uh, Ariana and some of the others we have met and, and now have gone on and do ministry, all of these things have uh, has, has happened. It's time to move on now. It's time to move. You know, I mean, a lot of times, say, so how do I know? Because God has a tendency, and I, I look for the various signs. The thing is that God starts drying up. Sometimes we just need some visual signs because, you know, we're sheep, you know. <laughs> we're sheep because we're going to try to find that water. If it, I don't see the book, so it must be deeper. So I'm digging deeper to get some water. No, the Lord, if the Lord supplied it freely, then he's going to keep on freely giving it to you, right? All right. So, so the book, so repeat after me. The book dried up. Move on. <laughs> Boy, I, I, I tell you. Now, now, I tell you, when the book dries up, then when the book dries up, then here's, notice what happened. Here it is again. Read that word. What does it say? 
See, when, when your brook dries up, <laughs> look, for a word, look for a word of God. When, you, when the doors seem like there's nothing else happening, when there's not, then, then, then understand something. There's always something happening. The issue is, are you listening? And so the, the thing is, the brook dried up. What do I go do now, Lord? Uh, I know the king can't find me, and I'm in hiding, but my food supply has run out. Okay? And so the Lord, then the Lord said, Arise and go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow there to feed you. Now, he tells us some weird things sometimes, right? A widow, not, not, not a, a club, not a, not a society. A, a widow. A, a widow trying to make it going to feed you, okay? So he arose. What did he do? He went there. He didn't debate with God. He didn't say, what widow? And Lord, do you think she'll support me and all this? Other? He just, just, just obeyed the Lord. He went there. So he went to Zarephath, and when he came to the gate of the city, behold, a widow was there gathering sticks. He said, oh, no, that's not the one. And he called to her and said, um, bring me a little water in a vessel that I may drink. And so, um, and, and, and she said, and she was going to bring it and called to her and said, hey, bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. <laughs> she said to him, and, and as, as the Lord your God lives, I have nothing baked, only a handful of flour in the jar and a little of oil, uh, oil uh, hand, uh, listen, let me say it again, handful of flour in a jar and a little of oil in a jug. And now I'm gathering a couple of sticks that I may go in and prepare it for myself and my son that we may eat and, and die. Is this where God told me to go? <laughs> wait, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Knock, knock. Is this, you, you're, the one am I, you're the one that I'm supposed to be. Uh, <laughs> you're going to take care of me? <laughs> it's, 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 it's amazing how, how, how God set things up. You see, now watch this, watch this, watch this. It's, it's, it's amazing. God blesses us, you see, because two things come, come, come into, into to, uh, to play. What happened that day was a prophet had power, and she was in poverty. And prophet, the prophet and power comes together, and God makes something out of it. They needed each other. Amen. And Elijah said to her, do not fear. Go and do as, I, as you have, uh, have uh, said. But first, make me a little cake. Let me give me a little something to eat now. A little bit. And bring it to me. And afterwards, make some for yourself and your son. That, that tests her attitude, right? <laughs> for thus said the Lord, the God of Israel, the jar of flour shall not be spent, and the jug of oil shall not be empty until the day that the Lord sends rain upon the earth. And she went and did as Elijah said, and she and he and her household ate for many days. It, it, it's good to this. <laughs> see, she did what he said. She didn't question him and everything else. No. She trusted what his word, you're a prophet, I'm going to believe what you say. She, she did everything he said, and guess what? Said, Until it rains again. You're going to have oil, and you're going to have flour. You, I'm, we're going to keep you alive. What a blessing, huh? 
The jar of flour was not spent, neither did the jug of oil become empty according to the word of the Lord that he spoke by Elijah. The, uh, phase one, Elijah's discovery when he went there, he was told the widow was the provider, was at the end of her rope. She was uh, his answer for his next meal. He was the answer to God's provision. Phase two, in the middle of a blessing, Elijah was faced with an unannounced challenge. Elijah was faced with a tense moment and entered into an intimate environment with God in the room. While he was there, the widow didn't know that this prophet was going to be needed because her son was going to immediately die. It's good to obey because you don't know all the dynamics of it. Just obey God, you see. When the Lord says, go there, I'll see that you're fed, but he didn't give all the details. You're going to raise this guy from the dead and all this stuff. You're going to be stressed out. No, just, just, just go there. Just go there. After this, the son of the woman, the mistress of the house, became ill, and his illness was so severe that there was no breath in, left in him. And she said to Elijah, what have you against me, O man of God? Have you come to me to bring my sin to remembrance and to cause the death of my son? And he said to her, give me your son. And he took him from her arms and carried him up into the upper chamber where he lodged and he laid him on his own bed. Now, this understand something. This is stretching Elijah. This is something new, something new now for Elijah. He, he stretches himself and says, she says, what am I to do with you, prophet? You know, yes, I had the food, but now my son died. And uh, he says, give him to me. Now she's expecting a miracle. And why didn't he heal the son right there? He took him up into a room, which means that the, the, uh, the lady provided a room for him. Took him up into the room and, start and, and, and closed the door. And when he stretched himself upon the child three times and cried out to the Lord, Oh, Lord God, let this child life live. Come to him again. And the Lord listened to the voice of Elijah, and the life of the child came into him again. And he, re he revived. And Elijah took the child and brought him down from the upper chamber into the house and delivered him to, to the mother. And Elijah said, See, your son lives. And the woman said to Elijah, Now? I know. <laughs> I know that you are a man of God, that the word of the Lord in your mouth is truth. When you obey God, he can put some stresses on you that will be a blessing to others. Make sure that your life is in place that you'll be a blessing to others. So lesson three then, let's read that lesson three. What is it? Rely completely on the Lord. He tells you where to go, and where he tells you to go, it looks, you mean this widow who's, who's getting food to survive herself, she's going to take care of me? Yeah, that's why. That's that. That's are you sure that's the right house, Lord? Right house, right house. That's the right house. She'll take. She'll take care of you. Not a diplomat, a widow. God. God used ordinary people, doesn't he? He used ordinary people to do great things. 
One last thing. We'll go over these three things then. Lesson one, what is it? Lesson two. And lesson three. Speak boldly for God. Relax trusting in the Lord. Rely completely on the Lord. Very simple. Elijah walks away and says, here are the three things I want you to learn from this whole storyline. Out of these 24 verses, here's how you can apply it to your life. When it comes down to speaking, speak boldly. When it comes down to knees, trust him. And then when it comes down to this, rely on him completely when you need a task done. When you're stressed and checked to a point where you need to trust God and go into the room and it's between you and God and people are looking to you for answers. Take your burdens to the Lord and do what? Lead them there. So I end on this note. We end on the question. Are you really speaking for God? Are you relaxed on how, are you content with what you have? Uh, or are you still stressed out? And th then, do you rely completely on the Lord in your circumstances? And as we close this morning, my, my prayer for you. I don't know what 2017 has. 2016, I've seen in our congregation, that's why you've seen me deal with so many challenges here, is that our congregation has been going through a whole lot health-wise and families and relationships and everything else. And, and, I, and I want you to say, don't give up. Don't become discouraged. Get your eyes off the circumstances and look at the God of your circumstances. Because you're only passing through. He'll get you there. He'll get the glory. Other folks will be blessed. And Satan will be defeated. My prayer for you this morning and let me pray for you right now. Father God, as we close this morning, we definitely want to thank you for this time together around your word. And as we looked at this whole idea of go there. Help us, Lord, as you tell us what to do, to go there. No hesitation. Just go there. And then go in there, Lord. Not only do we find the provision, but lives are ministered to way and beyond what we even imagine. And thank you, Lord, for, un for the understanding that you don't tell us all the details. We wouldn't understand it in the first place. So help us, Lord, as we walk away from this place. I don't know what this week's going to be. This week may be a tremendous blessing. Then help us to relax in your blessing. It may be a tremendous challenge. Help us to rely on you. I mean, be a time, Lord, where we exercise our robbing, where we rob people of their opportunities, of, their, of uh, having an excuse, and we tell them about the gospel of Jesus Christ, and that he died for their sins, that they would have no excuse when it comes down to their lives. Help us to speak boldly. Thank you for what you're going to do. Great is your faithfulness. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. And all the saints said, Amen. Mm -hmm.